Hey, this is Pastor Holly of Open Door Sanctuary, and welcome to our podcast. We are so glad that you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will transform your life through today's message. Be sure to subscribe so that you can get these messages every week, and I pray that you are blessed today. If you will, this morning, journey with me to the book of Job. Job, the 42nd chapter. Starting with verse 1. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, Who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Listen, please. And let me speak. You said, I will question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes seize you. Therefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And so it was. After the Lord had spoken these words to Job, that the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is aroused against you and your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Now, therefore, take for yourselves seven bulls and seven rams, go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. For I will accept him, lest I deal with you according to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Naamite went and did as the Lord commanded them. For the Lord had accepted Job. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. And the Lord restored Job's losses. 
when he had prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Verse 12. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. Gracious Lord, Heavenly Father God, we would ask that you would clear our hearts, clear our minds, and clear our souls, that we would be open to receiving a word from you. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Amen. 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 Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Beloved, as you journey with me this morning, meditate with me upon the thought God still favors you. God still favors you. The story of Job is a great story of God's favor in the midst of a storm. We can glean quite a, quite a bit about our own spiritual state just by the way we respond to God when we are going through a storm, just as Job was. Job, the story of Job, opens with the scene in heaven where, 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 where Satan comes to accuse Job before God. He insists that Job only serves God because God protects him and he seeks God's permission to test Job's faith and his loyalty.
God grants him permission only within certain boundaries. Why do the righteous suffer? Why do the righteous suffer? This, my brothers and sisters, this is the question raised after Job loses his family, after Job loses his wealth, after Job loses his health. Job's three friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, come to comfort him and to discuss the, the, the life-changing series of tragedies that Job has experienced. His friends, these three friends, these three so-called friends, they insist that Job's suffering is punishment for sin in his life. Job, though, remains steadfast, remains devoted to God through all of his life-changing tragedies. And we see these so-called friends We see these so-called friends. And he contends, he contends that his life has not been one of sin. A fourth man, Elihu, or Elihu, tells Job that he needs to humble himself to God because God is using these trials to purify his life. Finally, after these so-called friends have come by and, and supposedly attempted to comfort Job, Job questions God himself. And as a result of him questioning God, he, he, he learns valuable lessons about the sovereignty of God. He learns after questioning God that he needs to totally trust in the Lord. Job is then restored in his health. Job is then restored in his happiness. Job is then restored uh, with prosperity greater than his earlier state because of his unwavering faithfulness. You see, God still favored Job 
Even through all that Job had gone through, the losses of his children, the loss of his wealth, the loss of his health, God still favors Job. Sometimes, my brothers and my sisters, sometimes, just because we go through things or are going through some things in our own lives, it is not always a reflection of some sin in our life. It is not always a reflection of something that we might have done or that we did do wrong. It's not always about your being punished. It's not even about God not loving you. Sometimes, sometimes, it's just a reflection of God's belief in your resolve, in our resolve. It's a, it's a reflection of God's belief in our strength and Him. It's a reflection of God's belief in our fortitude and our faith. You see, just like God gave Satan permission to test Job's faith, He will and He does give Satan permission to test your faith. Sometimes, sometimes, even though it does not seem like it, when we are going through some things, it is God still favoring us. It is God still wanting to bless us. It is God wanting to make us the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom. It is God having faith in us. Sometimes more faith than we have in ourselves. I'm reminded a couple of years ago I was in the process of refinancing my house. And during that process, I had been going through this process for what seemed like more than several months. And every time I turned around, it seemed like the bank just didn't want to go through with this refinance. Every time I turned around, it seems like this refinance just was not going to happen. One day, I was so angry. I was so infuriated at what the bank was trying to do that I started to give up. And that's just what they wanted me to do. That's just what Satan wanted me to do. He wanted me to give up. And I wanted to say, oh, just screw it. I don't need this aggravation. I, I, I don't need this aggravation. I had become so infuriated. 
I had become so disheartened that, that I started to get angry with God, just as Job had started to become angry with God. But then, in the midst of all that anger, of all that frustration, in the midst of me pacing back and forth in my office, I remembered the promises of God. I remembered that God wanted to favor me. And as a result of that remembrance, I immediately started repenting of my anger. I immediately started praying just as Job had done. I started praising God on credit, and I remembered the blood of Jesus. And I immediately began to rebuke the spirit of anger. I immediately began to plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my thoughts. And immediately, ha, 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 began to plead the blood of Jesus over my responses uh, over my own ungratefulness, over my own lack of faith, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I just could not stop praising the Lord on credit. My whole attitude towards the situation had changed. My whole disposition towards the situation had changed. I remember years ago now when I first started teaching Bible study in Sunday school, one of the things that I used to teach, I still teach as a matter of fact, was to stop telling God about your problems. Stop telling God about your problems and start telling your problems about your God. You missed it. Stop telling God about your problems and start telling your problems about your God. Hallelujah! Come on now. So I began telling fear about the promises of God. I immediately began pleading the blood of Jesus Christ over my anger, over my thoughts, over my disbelief. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood. It will never lose its power. And, and, and I remember that, that God still favored me based on what he said in his word. So many times, when we're going through a difficult situation, when we've gotten a negative report from a doctor, when our money seems funny, we have to remember that God still favors us. We have to remember the blood of Jesus. When we get that diagnosis of cancer or 
COPD or heart failure or kidney disease or multiple sclerosis or Alzheimer's, we must stop and say, God still favors me. You see, we have to stop and remember the promises of God. We have to stop and start pleading the blood of Jesus Christ over our bodies. We have to stop and rebuke those negative thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ. We have to stop and rebuke that spirit of fear of the unknown. We have to rebuke the spirit of unbelief. We have to remember that Jesus Christ hung on the cross for our sins and for our iniquities. We have to remember that by God's stripes we are healed. We have to remember that as Christians, God still favors us. We have to remember the blood that Jesus shed for us way back on Calvary, you see. We have to remember it's the blood that gives us strength from day to day. It's the blood that will never lose its power. You see, it's the blood and it reaches to the highest mountain. It's the blood and it flows to the lowest valley. It's the blood that gives us strength from day to day. It's the blood that Jesus shed for us. God still favors us. God still favors us. So, my brothers and my sisters, when, 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 when it seems like all hope is gone and, and you don't know how you're going to make it through, just keep on singing. Keep on praising God on credit. Remember that God still favors you just like he favored David, even though David was a murderer and an adulterer. God still favored David, and he still favors you. When you don't know how you're going to make his meet, from day to day, from week to week, keep on singing. Keep on praising God on credit. Remember, God still favors you just like he favored the widow of Zarephath who only, <laughs> who only had a little flour and a cup of olive oil and was preparing to make a small loaf of bread for her and her son. And then she was preparing to die, you see. But all oh, the blood, <laughs> you see, beloved, God still favored her and God still favors you. So when it feels like you're being persecuted because you, because you stand for all that is good, people are talking about you behind your back. People are talking about you in front of your face. Just keep on singing. Keep on praising God on credit because God still favors you just like he favored Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego whom they promoted. Whom they promoted. Who they turned against. But God still favors you. So when it seems like you're all alone, and it seems like your family, and it seems like your friends have deserted you, keep on singing. Keep on praising God on credit. Because God still favors you, just like he favored Naomi with her daughter-in-law Ruth. God still favors you. God still favors you. On this communion Sunday morning, I'm reminded of these words. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. 
It will never lose its power. You see, it reaches from the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. It's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. So, beloved, so the Lord bless the latter end of Job's life more than his beginning. After this, Job lived for another 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons even for generations. Beloved, regardless of what you're going through, God wants you to know this morning that he still favors you. God still favors you. God still favors you. Amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I pray that you enjoyed this podcast. A special thanks goes out to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. Also, thank you to those of you who are a part of Open Door Sanctuary, whether you support us financially, serve with us, or you just share these messages. It's because of all of you that we are able to reach people around the world. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Again, we thank you for listening. Now go out and live victoriously.